Coming up on the Children's Hour, we're going to hear and learn about folk tales. First, we have a special performance thanks to the New Mexico Humanities Council's Speakers Bureau from the storyteller Dr. Rosalia Pacheco. She's going to tell us the well-known, beloved Southwestern classic, La Llorona. We're also going to hear stories from other parts of the world, including Abayoyo, Henny Penny, and more. You'll hear music that has folktales in it and so much more. This is the Children's Hour. Stick with us. The Children's Hour is Kids Public Radio, produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Find out more about us and see pictures and links related to this show at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. Why is it not a good idea to try to trick a snake? I don't know why. Because he can't pull his leg. Humpty Dumpty sitting on a wall. Don't care about nothing, just waiting for the fall. Sitting on a fence Joker came around and stole her sixpence Yonder come old cluckin' Been cooking up a storm And I've been so hungry since early morn But I ain't got nothing worth a penny's tune But I can sing this song from now until next noon Big bad ugly wolf, you look so sick and mean But if you can find my house, I'll give you more to eat Dixieland jazz band marching through the town Get up all you old folks, it's time to get on down Gather up your breadcrumbs, throw them on the is Casey Roush from a release called Wildflowers right here on the Children's Hour. Hello, this is the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. We're Kids Public Radio. 
We're coming out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and just so happy to be with everyone here on all of the radio stations we're on, plus the kids on Zoom. Hello, kids. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who's with us today? Hi, it's Luminata. Hi, it's Kid. Hi, it's Lily May. Hello, it's Amadeus. Cock-a-doodle-doo, it's Maya Lou. Hi, it's Max. Hi, it's Melissa. Hi, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Beth. Hi, it's Kodiak. Well, thank you all for being here today, and thank you all for listening out in listener land. We're really excited about today's show because we have a special guest Thanks to the generosity of the New Mexico Humanities Council Speakers Bureau, we have Dr. Rosalia Pacheco. She's an associate professor at the University of New Mexico and at the Dine College, but she's also a renowned storyteller, and her rendition, her telling of the story La Llorona will bring chills up your spine. That is coming very soon. We're spending today learning about folk tales. These are stories that get passed down from generation to generation to generation. They change a little, but by and large, they really remain pretty much the same. Some have been written down, like in the Grimm's fairy tales, and you'll hear some of those today, but some have just been an oral tradition or just told one person after another. La Llorona is like the one that's just told. And it's an important story that teaches a lesson. These are the Seegers. This is from American Folk Songs for Children, right here on the Children's Hour. This old man, he played one. He played knick-knack on his thumb with a knick-knack, a paddywhack, and give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played two, he played knick-knack on his shoe. Knick-knack, a paddywhack, give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played three, he played knick-knack on his knee. With a knick-knack, a paddywhack, give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played four, he played knick-knack on the floor. Knick-knack, paddywhack, and give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played five. He played knick-knack on his knives with a knick-knack, paddywhack, and give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played six. He played knick-knack on his sticks with a knick-knack, a paddywhack, give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played seven. He played knick-knack up to heaven with a knick-knack, a paddywhack, give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. Knick-a-knack, a paddywhack, give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. 
This old man, he played nine. He played knick-knack on his spine. With, With a knick-knack, a paddywhack, and give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. This old man, he played ten. He played knick-knack now and then. With a knick-knack, a paddywhack, give your dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. Welcome back to the Children's Hour. Today on the show, we are talking about folk tales. These are stories that have been handed down for generations. Today on the show, our special guest is with us thanks to the generous support of the New Mexico Humanities Council's Speakers Bureau. Please join me in welcoming to the Children's Hour, Dr. Rosalia Pacheco. So I'm so happy to be here today with you to share a story that is so important to me, my culture, my cultura. I'm from Nuevo Mexico, from New Mexico. And I learned as a little girl, I learned the story of La Llorona. And you may know what that means, but you may not know what it means. It means the wailing woman. And so this story has been told for centuries some of you may have heard different versions than this, the version I'm going to share with you today. But there are so many stories similar to La Llorona throughout the world. In fact, in England, they have a story called Jenny Green Teeth. And Jenny Green Teeth is this monster woman, this monster that is in the sea that is covered with green slime. Ooh, just imagine what that looks like. And the reason that people stay away from the edge of dangerous water is because they say that Jenny Greenteeth will grab you and pull you in. Now, that is just a character from that story, of course. And so we know some characters might be a little scary, like the character of La Llorona that I'm going to share with you in a little while. But these stories teach lessons. You may be wondering, why would somebody tell a story like Jenny Greenteeth or talk about this monster by the water? It could be that that story has been told to keep children safe and not to get too close to dangerous water where they could fall, they could drown. So similar to Jenny Greenteeth, the story of La Llorona, the wailing woman, has been told throughout the Spanish-speaking world. And people have used this as a teaching tool. So I'm going to share one version of the story of La Llorona. I'm going to need your help because I'm going to act as though I'm the character. Have any of you met La Llorona? No. Well, you're going to now on radio. You're going to imagine what I look like. I'm going to describe um, what it's like and how I change, how I transform into the ghost that everybody hears and everybody knows so much about throughout the world. But as I'm telling the story, I want you to think about what lessons might be learned. Why has this story been told for many, many years, and then we'll talk a little bit about that afterwards. So are you ready for La Llorona? Okay, let me see if she's here. Ay, mis niños, donde están mis niños? Ay, I cried as I travel along the acequias, searching for my children, they say, 
and they say one day my cries will stop when I find them. I... Na 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 Oh my goodness, how long have you been listening to me? Oh, you're probably wondering who I am, huh? And if you're thinking that I'm La Llorona, you're right. Mucho gusto. It's so nice to meet you. Well, they say that I was once a young woman. Not so young now, huh? I was once a young woman who lived many years ago in places like Santa Fe. Well, they say I travel throughout time and people can hear my wails. But you probably don't know much about me except that I look like a ghost. Well, right now, that's not the way I look, huh? I'll have to describe how I look when I'm roaming along the acequias. So this is how the story goes. I was once a young girl who loved to sing with the birds. In fact, I sang songs like this. what song that is? If you said Las Mañanitas, you're right. And you might have heard that song during birthdays or fiestas, festivals, parties. Well, I love to sing that beautiful song. And one of my favorite things to do was to go to a dance. And so I would get my favorite skirt on and go to the fiesta dances. Well, this one year, they were playing this beautiful song. It was my favorite song, La Varsoviana. As I was dancing, this young man came into the room. Some say he was the governor's son, and I wanted to dance with him. But times were very different. Marriages were arranged, and there were social classes. And so they say in some versions of the story that I was very poor and this gentleman was very rich. He was prominent in the community. Well, this young man came up to me and asked me to dance, and I agreed. And soon we fell in love. You're saying, oh my goodness, La Aurora fell in love. Well, I did. And he asked me to marry him, and I said, of course, I'll marry you. But as I mentioned before, they say, that marriages were arranged, and his father had already chosen someone for him to marry. And he would get all this land and riches if he married her. Well, of course, I was the one that he loved, and he wanted to marry me. We had planned to be married, but his father was angry. He paced back and forth, and he said, no, you will not marry this woman, and if you do, I will take all the riches and land away. Well, this young man was very spoiled. Do you know what it's like to be spoiled? No, you probably don't, huh? Well, this young man got everything he wanted. If he wanted food, comida, his father would run and get it for him. If he wanted new clothes, father would run and get it for him. So he loved that. He did not tell me his father's wishes, and so we had a quiet little wedding. We had later had two beautiful children. But 
his father found out that his son had lied to him. And so he came back and told me, no, you have to give up your children. I will have land and riches, and I must never see you again. Of course, that was very sad, huh? I did not want that to happen. And so I cried and I cried for my children, knowing that one day he would come back very soon to take them away. Well, I usually loved to dance with my children. I would dance dances like, what was that dance? You got it, La Varsoviana. But after that day that I found out my children would be taken away, they say all I did was cry. And I cried and cried. This one day, it was very windy and cold, and I knew my children would be taken soon. I took them over to where I washed my clothes. I took my lavador with me. My children asked me, Mama, why are you crying? And I could not tell them. They asked me to dance, and I said, No, I can't dance. They asked me to sing, and I said, No, I can't sing. I yelled, Go off and play. Oh, I wish that I had never yelled at them, but I was so so sad. And so I cried and cried, and I even forgot where my children were. I was there by the river, and there were areas that they loved to play. But I forgot about them, and I began to wash my clothes. And as I washed the clothes with my lavador, the wind began to blow. And as the wind began to blow, the clouds came in, and the sky grew dark, and I cried, Ay, mis niños. Now, as I was crying, what I didn't know is my children had wandered off to a very dangerous place where the river was very, very high, and one of my children slipped in. And my other son jumped in to save him. But as I said, the water was raging and raging, and they called for my help, Mama! But I couldn't hear them because I was crying. Well, finally, it was time to pack up. I grabbed my lavador, I grabbed my things, and I looked around for my children. But they weren't there. I went up and down the river and they were gone. I asked people in the nearby community, do you know where my children are? And everyone said, no. Well, I never stop looking, they say. Years have passed and my crying does not stop. And my crying has lasted for so long, they say I turned like a ghost. My face became wrinkled and old. My eyes, with bags under them because of all the tears. My hair became long and white. I, I cry, mis niños.
La Llorona, as told by Dr. Rosalia Pacheco. More with her coming right up on this episode of the Children's Hour about folk tales. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science, announcing Chocolate, the exhibition, a multimedia science exhibit that engages the senses and traces the evolution of chocolate from a small bitter seed to the delicacy it is today. The exhibit opens June 17th. More information at nmnaturalhistory.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and events center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. You can purchase tickets, learn about events, play, and other opportunities, including future locations and music shows, at electricplayhouse.com. You're listening to the Children's Hour. That amazing story you heard was Dr. Rosalia Pacheco. She is a storyteller, and today she's coming to us thanks to the New Mexico Humanities Council's Speakers Bureau. Dr. Pacheco, you talked about what did we learn from this story. I kind of want to know, now that we've had a little break and we've been thinking about it, does anyone in our crew want to say what they think we're supposed to learn from this story? I would say I think that you can pick up from this story is to always be careful about your surroundings and to make sure that you look forward to your next staff because everything around you can be dangerous. But if you treat it right, you can have fun. But it's always important to err on the side of safety. Mm. I think it also has to do with here in the Southwest and in other parts of the country where you irrigate farmland with canales. And this happens all over the world. You know, our ditches where the water comes in and it's diverted from the river way upstream and then it's carried to the farmers. Those ditches will be dry, 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 dry until they're not. And when they get wet, there's one of two things happening. Either it's irrigation and the irrigation water is coming or the second thing is what? What do you think the second thing is that would make that water suddenly run? Storms. Right. A huge rainstorm will make a totally dry ditch cascade with dangerous water in an instant. And people and children do die from that. And this story, I think, is meant to scare kids. Did you find it scary? I just kind of found it sad that she didn't have a kids. Yeah, you feel so sorry for her. And sometimes they say when there's a big storm, you can hear La Llorona crying. Did we get it right, Dr. Pacheco? Are we hearing all the things we're supposed to be hearing in this story? Yes. And in fact, because this scary, this story is a scary story, but it reminds us that we have to be safe and we usually, when we get scared, we think we hear things. And so I usually tell a story about this one young girl who thought she heard La Llorona and it was actually a cat scratching at her window going meow, meow, meow. But because she had heard the story, she scared herself. And her grandmother remind her, reminded her that it was just a story and La Llorona is a character from that story. Can you think of any other story that you know of? kids on the crew, that is meant 
to be a scary story to make you scared so you do the right thing. Yeah, Maya Malone. Hansel and Gretel. Tell us why that's a scary story. Because, like, these two kids run away from their house, and this person tries cooking them in the stove, and probably the lesson in that is probably just because, like, I'm telling kids not to get close to stoves because they're really hot things and you can burn yourself. Is there something else, too, that might be an addition to the hot stove? Be wary of strangers. Don't go into people's houses if you don't know them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good message. But in the actual, like, Brothers Grimm fairy tale, the reason makes sense. Yes, because they don't actually run away from home. They're being left in the woods. And what's interesting about Hansel and Gretel is that came out of a period of time in the 1300s when there was this enormous famine. And indeed, families were having to decide who to feed and who to starve. Lily May, there's a story, another folktale that lots of people know. You want to tell about it. What one is it? Is the boy who cried wolf. What do you think that's trying to teach people? It teaches you to not lie about something dangerous and important in case someone is actually in danger. That's a good lesson, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Dr. Pacheco, ditches are found all over the world. So do stories like this, different versions of La Llorona, are there crying women all over the world in a different version? There are. Well, in two, there's the story of the banshee. I don't know if you know of that, of of people who wail and are all dressed in white and warn of danger. So that is one ghost-like character similar to La Llorona that wails. Um, there are um, two in Japanese culture, and I forget the name of the of the character, but that um, character also wails to warn of danger. So really that warning and that moral lesson from the stories are what are really important to remember, and they have been told in cultures throughout the world. So not just in Spanish-speaking culture uh, uh, countries, but all over the world. Mm. Dr. Pacheco, it has been such a pleasure having you with us on the Children's Hour. Dr. Rosalia Pacheco is adjunct faculty at the University of New Mexico as well as at the Dine College, and she's also very well known here in New Mexico for her rendition of the classic tale, La Llorona. And Dr. Pacheco is here with us thanks in part to a generous grant from the New Mexico Humanities Council and the New Mexico Speakers Bureau. Thank you so much, Dr. Pacheco, for taking the time and being with us on the Children's Hour and telling us La Llorona. Oh, it was my pleasure. And hopefully this excites you to learn other folk stories, to research, maybe ask your grandparents, your parents, family, friends, and people in your community about what stories they know. Dr. Rosalia Pacheco is adjunct faculty at the University of New Mexico and at the Dine College. She is also a storyteller who is part of the New Mexico Speakers Bureau. The New Mexico Humanities Council provided the funding to bring her to the Children's Hour today. To see a picture of Dr. Pacheco in her La Llorona mask, go to childrenshour.org, look for this episode 
folktales. And we have a lot more folktales coming up. Stick with us. This is the Children's Hour. That's a pig. Hickory, dickory, dare. The pig flew up in the air. Huh? The man in brown soon brought him down. Hickory, dickory, dare. Hickory, dickory, dare. This song means something, I'm barber, sure. Barber, barber, shave a pig. Ew. How many hairs to make a Gotta be kidding. Four and twenty, that will do. Give the parson a new hairdo. Hickory, dickory, dare. The pig flew up in the air. Again? The man in brown soon brought him down. Hickory, dickory, dare. Hickory, dickory, dare. What's with all the pigs? Market to market to buy a fat pig. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. Mm, bacon. To market to market to buy a fat hog. And ribs. Home again, home again, jiggity jog. And pork chops. Dickory, dickory, dare. The pig flew up in the air. We do something about the that. Man in brown soon brought him down. Hickory, dickory, dare. Thanks, man. Hickory, dickory, dare. He's pulling the pigs down. This little pig went to market. This little pig stayed home. Trust me, you don't want to go to the market. This little pig had roast beef. He wanted low carb. This little pig had none. This little pig. This little pig went wee, 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 all the way home. Hickory, dickory, dare. The pig flew up in the air. It's a plague. The man in brown soon brought him down. Hickory, dickory, dare. Oh, hickory, dickory, dare. That was Mike Menard from his When Mother Goose Laid an Egg right here on the Children's Hour. We're talking about folk tales, and this next one is going to sound familiar. I really hope you can identify the lesson you're supposed to learn from this tale that's been told over and over again. This time, it's being done by the Tiny Boppers right here on the Children's Hour. The Emperor's New Clothes Once upon a time, there was an emperor that loved nothing more than to have new clothes, so he spent all of his money making sure he was always beautifully dressed. He didn't care about his court or his soldiers. Instead, he loved nothing more than to wander around his empire, showing off his new clothes. His empire was a very busy place, and with lots of people passing through, there was always something happening. One day, two strangers arrived, and they went straight to find the emperor. The strangers told him that they were weavers and could weave the most wonderful clothes that he could ever imagine. As not only was the pattern and the feel of the cloth beautiful, the clothes that were made from it were invisible and only the cleverest subjects could see, and those that couldn't see them were most unclever and simply not worthy of a place in his empire. 
They must be wonderful clothes indeed, thought the emperor. So he gave the weavers lots of money and told them to begin making his new clothes at once. The weavers set up their looms and began to weave. But there was not a single strand of thread on the looms, yet they demanded lots more money and worked on the empty looms until late into the night. Days passed and the emperor was very excited to see how his new clothes were coming along. Everyone in the court knew of the weavers and the power of the cloth and they were all curious to see who could see them and who could not. Now the emperor was certain that he had nothing to fear but thought he would test the cloth and send somebody else first. So he chose his loyal minister to go and have a peek. His minister was very, very clever, so the emperor was certain he would be able to best judge what the cloth was like. But when the minister arrived at the weaver's empty looms, he couldn't see anything. But he knew what would happen if he told the truth, so instead, he didn't say a word. Both weavers asked him to step closer and look at the beautiful pattern of the cloth and the pretty colours. But the reason he couldn't see anything was because there was nothing there. Oh dear, thought the minister. I must be hopelessly unclever and unfit for my position in the empire. I must not tell a soul that I cannot see the cloth or I'll be turfed out. So instead, he said to the weavers, Oh, isn't it lovely? I will tell the emperor of its beautiful pattern and the pretty colours and that it's the most wonderful cloth I have ever seen. And that's what he did. So the emperor gave the weavers lots more gold to carry on making his new clothes. Each day that followed, the emperor sent a different person to check on his new clothes and each one came back and told him about the beautiful cloth with its lovely pattern and pretty colours. Although not one of them had seen anything on the looms. Soon everyone was talking about the beautiful cloth and the emperor was so pleased, he decided that it was finally time to visit the weavers and see it for himself. Isn't it marvellous, your majesty? said one of the statesmen who had already been to see the weavers hard at work, still without cotton or thread. Such excellent work! What's going on? thought the emperor. I can't see anything, not a scrap of cloth anywhere. Am I hopelessly unclever and unfit to be emperor? I better not let on I can't see anything. So instead he said, Oh, isn't it very beautiful? The, the, the most beautiful cloth I have ever seen! His subjects surrounded the loom, and although not a single one of them could see anything on the weaver's looms, they all agreed that it was the most beautiful cloth they had ever seen, and that the emperor should wear his new clothes at the grand procession. The emperor was delighted, and appointed the weavers, weavers to the emperor. The day of the procession arrived, and the weavers came to deliver the emperor his new clothes. Please get undressed, emperor, said the weaver, so we may fit you in your new clothes. So the emperor took off his clothes and the weavers pretended to dress him, putting on his trousers, shirt and new coat. The emperor turned towards the mirror and everyone agreed that his new clothes were a perfect fit. Thousands had gathered to see the emperor's new clothes. I am ready, he said, and headed out to lead the procession through the city. His maids lifted the train of his imaginary coat as he walked out into the square. After a few moments, a small voice was heard through the crowd. But he's got nothing on, said the little boy, and everyone began to sing. The emperor's in the all together, the all together, the all together, the emperor's in the all together, all together nude. Now, the emperor knew that this was probably true, but he also knew if he was to admit it, he would be deemed unfit for his position and hopelessly unclever. So, he carried on with this procession anyway, and the maid held the train of his imaginary coat. The End
From her children's songs, a collection of childhood favorites, the Okie Dokie Brothers gave us The Naked Truth and, in the background, Ella Jenkins. We're thinking about folk tales. Of course, those tie into folk songs. We have a couple more of our favorites coming up right after this. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're Kids Public Radio. Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token IBIS, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. Ah, 
Abi yo 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 Abi yo 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 Abi 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 yo 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 Abi yo yo You know, once, long, long, long ago, there was a little boy, and he liked to play the ukulele. Clink, 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 he was always playing the ukulele all over the place. But you know, the grown-ups say, get away, we're working here, go off by yourself, you're getting in our way. Not only that, the boy's father was a magician. He had a little magic wand. He could go zoop, zoop, make things disappear. But the father was a practical joker. He'd come up to someone who was drinking a nice glass of something, just about to, well, and the father goes zoop, zoop, and the glass would disappear. He'd go up to someone who was busy doing a hard job of work, maybe sawing a log of wood. Well, the father would come up, zoop, zoop, with his little wand, and the saw would disappear. He'd go up to someone that was just about to sit down, all tired out, zoop, the chair would disappear. Well, people said to the father, you get out of here too, you and your magic wand, you and your practical jokes, get out. And the boy and his father, they made him live on the edge of town. But now in this town, they used to tell stories too. They used to tell stories about the giants that used to live in the old days used to tell a story about a giant called Abiyoyo. They said he was as tall as a house. Nobody believed it, but they told the stories just the same. But one day, one day the sun rose blood red over the hill. And the first people that got up, they looked out of their windows and they saw a great big shadow in front of the sun. And they could hear the whole ground shake. Down over the mountain came this great big figure. Down through the fields came Abiyoyo. He comes to the pasture where the sheep are. He grabs a whole sheep, boom, eats it down in one bite. He comes to the pasture where the cows are. He grabs a whole cow, boom, eats it down in one bite. Down towards the village come Abiyoyo, nearer and nearer. Just then the boy and his father woke up. They'd been up late the night before, I think, at a party or something, and they'd been sleeping late. The boy looked out the window and he said, Hey, hey, Pa, come and look. What's this coming over the fields? His father rubbed the sleep out of his eyes, and he looked and said, Oh, good heavens, son, it's Abiyoyo. Oh, if only I could get him to lie down, I could make him disappear. The boy says, Come with me, father. He grabs his father by one hand. The father grabs the magic wand. The boy grabs ukulele, and they start running. They run, and they run across the fields right up near Abiyoyo, right up in front of him. And Abiyoyo looked down at these two little figures way down at his feet, and he raised his big old claws. Now, he had long claws because he never cut them. He had slobbery old teeth because he never brushed them. He had matted old hair because he never combed it. 
He had stinking old feet because he never washed them. And he raised up with his big old claws. And just then the boy whips out his ukulele and starts to sing. Well, you know, the monster had never heard a song about himself before. And a foolish grin spread over his face. And he started to dance. And he kicked his heels. And he went faster and faster. The giant was dancing around. He started to get out of breath. And the boy went faster. The monster was out of breath. He fell down on the ground. The father steps up with his magic wand, zoop, zoop, and Abi yo yo disappears. The people streamed out of their houses. They came across the fields and they lifted the boy and his father up on their shoulders. They said, Hooray, he's gone! And they all sang, Come on back to town, bring your darn ukulele, we don't care anymore. Abi yo yo, Abi yo yo, Abi yo yo. So ever since that day, in that little town, whenever parents have been putting their children to sleep, they tell them the story about the giant named Abiyoyo. And it's a good song to go to sleep on. Abiyoyo, Abiyoyo. from their brand new release called Nursery Rhymes for Kinder Times. And Abiyoyo was Pete Seeger. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're talking folktales. We only have a few minutes left, but this next one was a piece we produced many years ago with theater in the making. ¶¶ 
The Story of Henny Penny One day, Henny Penny was picking up corn in the cornyard when something hit her upon the head. Goodness gracious me, said Henny Penny. The sky is a falling. I must go tell the king. So she went along and she went along and she went along till she met Cocky Locky. Where are you going, Henny Penny? said Cocky Locky. Oh, I'm going to tell the king the skies are falling, said Henny Penny. May I come with you? said Cocky Locky. Why, certainly, said Henny Penny. So Henny Penny and Cocky Locky went to tell the king the sky was a falling. They went along and they went along and they went along till they met Ducky Daddles. Quack, quack. Where are you going, Cocky Locky and Henny Penny? said Ducky Daddles. Oh, we're going, going to, to tell the king the skies have fallen, said Henny Penny and Cocky Locky. May I come with you? said Ducky Daddles. Quack, quack. Why, certainly, said Henny Penny and Cocky Locky. So Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, and Ducky Daddles went to tell the king the sky was a falling. So they went along, and they went along, and they went along, till they met Goosey Pussy. Honk, where are you going, Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, and Ducky Daddles? Said Goosey Pussy. Honk. Oh, we're going to tell the king the skies are falling. Said Henny Penny, and Cocky Locky, and Ducky Daddles. May I come with you? Said Goosey Pussy. Honk. Why, certainly. Said Henny Penny, and Cocky Locky, and Ducky Daddles. So Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, and Goosey Pussy went to tell the king the sky was a falling. So they went along and they went along and they went along till they met Turkey Lurkey. Where are you going, Henny Penny and Cocky Locky and Ducky Daddles and Goosey Pussy? Said Turkey Lurkey. Oh, we're going to tell the king the skies have fallen. Said Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, and Goosey Pussy. Oh, may I come with you? Said Turkey Lurkey. Why, certainly, said Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, and Goosey Pussy. So Henny Penny and Cocky Locky and Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey all went to tell the king the sky was a-falling. So they went along and they went along and they went along till they met Foxy Woxy. Bonjour. And Foxy Woxy said to Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, and Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey, Where are you going, Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey? We're going to tell the king the skies have fallen. Oh, but this is not the way to the king. Huh? Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey, said Foxy Woxy. Bonjour. I know the proper way. Shall I show you? Why, certainly, said Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey. So Henny Penny and Cocky Locky and Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, Turkey Lurkey, and Foxy Woxy all went to tell the king the sky was a-falling. So they went along and they went along and they went along till they came to a narrow and dark hole. Now this was the door of Foxy Woxy's cave. Bonjour. But Foxy Woxy said to Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey, This is the short way to the king's palace. You'll soon get there if you follow me. I will go in first and you come after Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey. Why, certainly. Without a doubt. Why not? You betcha. Okay. Said Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, Goosey Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey. So Foxy Woxy went into his cave, and he didn't go very far. 
but turned round to wait for Henny Penny, <laughs> Cocky Locky, <laughs> Ducky Daddle, Pussy Pussy, and Turkey Lurkey. Turkey Lurkey went through the dark hole into the cave. Then Goosey Pussy went in. Then Ducky Daddle waddled down. Then Cocky Locky strutted down into the cave. Then Henny Penny said, That reminds me, it's time to go sit on my eggs. And so Henny Penny never did tell the king the sky was a falling. Taking the air, locked up the barnyard with the greatest care. Down in the hen house, something stirred when he hollered, Who's there? This is what he heard. There ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here at all. So quiet yourself. Stop all that fuss. There ain't nobody here but us. And kindly point that gun the other way. And hobble, hobble, hobble till the break of day. There ain't nobody here but us chickens Sure ain't nobody at all You're stomping around and shaking the ground You're kicking up an awful dust We chickens trying to sleep and you butt in And hobble, 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 it's a sin Tomorrow is a busy day We got things to do, we got eggs to lay We got ground to dig and worms to scratch a lot of satin getting chicks to hatch There ain't nobody here but us chickens Sure ain't nobody at all So quiet yourself and stop your fuss There ain't nobody here but us And can they point that gun the other way And hobble, hobble, hobble till the break of day That's Buck Howdy with BB from an oldie but goodie called Chickens. And Henny Penny was done by kids in theater in the making. Those are probably not kids anymore. We've been talking about folk tales today on the Children's Hour. And most folk tales have some sort of morality lesson inside of them. I hope you've been enjoying identifying those. Talk to your parents and ask them if you have any questions, or you can find this episode and listen to it again at childrenshour.org. Look for Folk Tales. We're also on all the podcast sites. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. We're going to go out with H. Lynn Kitchens from a CD called Rockin' with the Goose.
Children's Hour is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation. Our show is written by Katie Stone, with help from all of us and the kids' crew. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Dr. Rosalia Pacheco and the New Mexico Humanities Council Speakers Bureau for our story of La Llorona. We had production help from Christina Stella. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast or at patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music is written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by the Children's Hour Incorporated, PRX, and the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.